Okay, we are in Sefer Nehemiah, Perek Hay, Pasuk Yudalad, Gam Miyom Asher Siva Oti, Liyot Pechos Be'eretz Yehuda. So we have seen in the last parrot or two, Nehemiah accomplished a tremendous Herculean task of building those chomos, the walls around Jerusalem, repairing the breaches, building them under the most difficult of circumstances, including fear for their lives because they were under constant physical attack from uh, enemies like Sanballat and Tuvia. In addition, he has worked socioeconomic miracles with the people of Judea, including reforming the system of the in terrible famine and adversity of having people, instead of mortgaging their property or taking um, security for their loans, being gifted it by the people. In other words, total debt forgiveness he institutes. We've also seen certain things he's done against intermarriage, um, etc. So he has done an amazing, amazing job. So now he has decided, as we're going to see, to take sort of a victory lap for what he has accomplished, which would seem well-deserved to many, but interestingly enough, to many, it is regarded as a bit egocentric and unwarranted. And we're going to see the Gemara and Chazal are very critical of Nehemiah for what he's about to do. And we will see it in the Gemara as well. So let's begin. Now he says, in a moment of exaltation, from the moment Jaryavesh invested me with the power to be Pachat, we would call the Pasha, literally, the head of Yehuda, Mishnah Esrim Ba'adshnat Shloshim Ustayim, from the 20th year of his reign to the 32nd year of his reign, La'arta Shachsa, so that's the name we use for Jayavesh, Hamela Shanim Shtem Esrei, it's 12 years in all. In other words, I have served as the leader under Jayavesh's command for 12 years. Aniv Achai Lechem HaPetach Lo Ochalti. But I and my colleagues, my ruling group, never took the stipend, lechem, the bread, hapechet lo ochalti. In other words, if you would have been appointed the pasha or the military governor or what do you want to call it, you are entitled to a major living stipend. Your housing, your retinue, your feeding, and this was to come from taxes, the taxes of the people. And he is saying, I never took a penny. I didn't touch that stipend. I never used that stipend. Interestingly, the Malbin says, one of the reasons that the rich people were so willing to go along with this concept of debt forgiveness was they really owed a lot 
to Nehemiah in the sense that he never taxed them for any of his personal needs or for his retinue's needs. Never took a penny. So where did he get his money to live off of? I, I was hoping you wouldn't. But in any event, either he got it from people who gave it to him. Obviously, it's a big expense, as we're going to see. Where did it come from? And he insists he never took a money of public funds, a penny of public funds. Moreover, now here's where he gets into trouble for the first time. There are going to be two times he gets into trouble here. Pasuk Tesvav, V'hapachot harishonim asher lefonai, and unlike my predecessors as Pasha, Yes, they tax the nation. They impose rigorous taxes. They took from them wine and bread. In other words, it was a mandatory 40 shkolim tax that was paid for either um, to the king or to uh, for roads or for ordinary property taxes. But they went beyond. Achar kesef shkolim arboim, gam nu'urehem, moreover, their nu'urehem, their retinues of my previous governors who were predecessors of mine, their nu'urim shotu ala'ob. They ruled, they took advantage of their position as secondary functionaries to abuse the nation, to he, rule over he, them. Is he talking about Ezra? Daniel. 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 Who's talking about Daniel? All right. But I never did that. I feared the Kaddish Baruch They abused him. Yes, he is talking about Daniel. And there isn't a commentator who would say that Daniel wasn't greater than Nehemiah. And we're going to see he pays for this. Was this considered Lashon Ara? That's the least, yeah. It could be Lashon Hara, although he doesn't name, yeah. It would be Lashon Hara, but it's worse than that. It could be a terrible lie. It's not even true. And we're going to see how he pays. Moreover, continues Nehemiah, Gam b'meleches hachoma hazos hechzakti v'sodelo koninu. I was so strict and rigorous with me and my followers on the building of this wall. We didn't acquire fields adjacent to it. And remember, it was a tremendous time to buy fields because everybody was starving. I didn't touch a field. I didn't buy it. All my staff, my assistants, were focused intensely on the building of the wall. We didn't have time for real estate. We didn't have time for speculation. By Yehudim, Bahaskanim, and this doesn't mean I didn't have major expenses as military governor. By Yehudim, Bahaskanim, Meyavachamishim Ish. I had 150 people. Habayim Elenu, those who were my nobles, my retinue, people, and Minhagoyim. Pros, um, proselytes, uh, conversos who came to Judaism. They ate at my table. 
I had to feed this group. I took not a cent, not a shekel in public money, and yet I had expenses in the household. I fed these guys, and I fed them quite lavishly. It would be for one day a shore, an ox, six um, groups of sheep, bread, I'm sorry, birds, nasunli, ube naseres yomim, bechol yayin laharbe. Every ten days, as much wine as they can drink. Bimzelahem ha-pesach lo bikashti. And to sustain this lechem, lo bikashti, the lechem ha-pachas. In other words, yes, the pasha, or the leader, is entitled to a stipend. It goes with the job. Never, lo bikashti. I never asked for because I felt compassion for the tremendous burden on these people. These people had to build a wall. They had to forego their income. They had to do this under attack. I'm not going to tax them to feed my retinue or to um, pay my salary. Never, continues the Navi. And now he turns to the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and this is his second mistake here. Zachar li'elokai l'tova. Remember me, Kaddish Baruch Hu, for good. Kol asher osisi ala om hazeh for everything that I did for this nation. Seems like a very arrogant, self-praising statement, and as we say, he's now going to be called to task for it. Let me insert into the record Gemara Sanhedrin Tzadi Gimel Amud Beis says the Gemara Michti, let's take a look Kol Mile de Ezra Nechemya Ben Kalya Amrinu, we've said this before all the content of Sefer Ezra were authored by Nehemia. We've had that day before. Nehemia is the true author of Sefer Ezra. If that is the case, the Nehemia ben Kalkola, my Tama lo ikri sifra al-shmei. So why isn't Ezra called part of Sefer Nehemia if that is the case? Omar Rabbi Yirmiya ben Ana, mipnei shehersik tuva la'atzmo. It is not named for him because he took personal credit for what he had accomplished. Nehemiah, he, it was he who did it. It was he who built the wall. It was he who gave up his salary. It was he who foregoed everything. And he has that arrogance of his achievements. Shenema zochra Tova. As he says, remember Kaddish Baruch Hu for good. So wait, the Gemara interjects. This in itself, all right, doesn't David HaMelech do the same thing? David Nami Meimar Amar, he says, Zachreni li kirtson amech piktani b'shua secha. Remember me, Hashem, when you favor your people. Think of me as, as your salvation. David does the same thing. No, it's not the same thing. David Rachme Hudikave. David was appealing for divine mercy. He even uses the name Elohim for compassion. 
He's saying, I don't deserve it, but out of compassion, just remember what I tried to do. It is not the same. So, Nora has to come back to another reason why is Nehemiah excluded for a credit for his writing Ezra? Omar Rav Yosef He does not get credit for the Sefer he wrote because he spoke disparagingly of the earlier ones, the governors that preceded him. That those who earlier governors uh, who preceded me burdened the people. They took taxes, which I didn't take, gifts, which I don't take. And they took from them taxes in the form of bread, in the form of wine. And remember, they went over and above that 40 shkullin legitimate tax. And I didn't do any of this for fear of Hashem. So, uh, and so isn't he talking about Zonir? And we know unanimously <coughs> that Zonir is considered far greater than Nehemiah. So he did it. He was arrogant. And for this arrogant, he must severely pay. So we see that the, what started out as a well-intentioned victory lap for accomplishments legitimately arrived at turns into a terrible disgrace for Nehemiah, where it is recorded that, yes, what he did was unwarranted. He disparaged those before him, and he loses, as it were, eternally his credit for writing safer Ezra. Billy, a question. Now, it is true that he was, he had to rectify the situation, right? So someone did something, right? Someone, the, the, the people were poor, they were being taxed or they were being taken advantage of by, by somebody. So he did do something, right? He did correct a problem, Nehemiah. In which case? He, well, well, I mean, he stopped he, he, he got all the debts. Yes. And, um, and so he did something. He, fi- he fixed a problem. There's no question. He fixed more than one problem. Right. So, gonna see. It was legitimate. But Torah is trying to teach you a little less self-aggrandizement, a little more humility, a little more recognition of the role the Kaddish Baruch paid. So now we have thought from Perik Dalit that we have seen the last of Sambalat and this terrible group of Tuvia and this terrible coalition of perennial anti-Semites, you would have thought wrong. 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, they reappear on the scene. You will not want to miss it. Ad Khan.